Hello, thanks for tuning in to Learn, Grow, Succeed, the leadership podcast with me, Tom Hallett. This podcast is all about providing you with insights and tips to help you on your journey towards exceptional leadership. Hello and welcome back to the Learn, Grow, Succeed podcast with me, Tom, and my wonderful hay fevery friend. Hi, it's Alex. um that, that was definitely dramatic effect he's not suffering that badly i just wanted to pile it on a little bit more i just wanted i wanted that sympathy vote <laughs> so uh this week uh we and this is going to make us up today alex what an incredible place to be i can't um, quite believe it i know we we got far behind and, and now we're back up to speed um but this one that brings us up today is going to be about 10 huge leadership mistakes um sorry if i just broke the speakers wherever you're listening to this um or your eardrums um but we're not gonna talk about leadership mistakes get all grumpy and negative and say why would you do this you idiot no this is about celebrating them this is about looking at mistakes and celebrating them because how else do you learn right i'm loving the enthusiasm by the way straight off the bat i'm uh, i'm i'm here for it but it's yeah Friday, absolutely. the sunshine in Life is good, Al. Life is good. I mean, the pollen count isn't great, but apart from that, everything is is great so far. And and yeah, you're right. Why look at these mistakes and you know punish yourself heavily for each of them? Why not you know have a bit of self awareness, a bit of honesty with yourself? Go, oh, actually, do you know what? I think I might be you know doing that at the moment. And how can I adjust? And how can I uh, upgrade my leadership game even? Yeah to even better levels than it currently is. So it's a, it's a how, chance how to celebrate you, and improve. How can you learn from them, grow from them, and then succeed from them, Alex? Well, exactly. And key is, again, self-awareness and honesty. Because if, you, uh, if you're not honest with yourself, you might miss a great opportunity here to grow. So, uh, yeah. What great value. You definitely missed my plug for the podcast. There, I'm so hey, sorry. I'm so- um, <laughs> the pollen's so- gone to my brain. I do just want to caveat before we start, Alex, bit of feedback for you and me. Okay. There are 10 leadership mistakes we need to cover. We need to be quicker than normal. Otherwise, this podcast is going to last 45 minutes. So to all the listeners out there, we will get through them quicker and keep it to the usual sort of 20, 25 minutes. Uh, I make that promise. I'm not convinced we're going to stick to it. I'll take that feedback and I will do my best. What was your podcast plot? I missed it. So I said, you're going to learn from them, grow from them, and then succeed. Oh, I heard the learn, grow bit. I didn't think you said succeed. So I... <laughs> no, that's nice. Well done. Okay, Alex, let's get straight into them. The first uh, huge leadership mistake, not connecting with others. Yeah. And and the metaphor for this one, isn't it? It's like having a light bulb, which isn't connected to the switch, right? If you've got great rapport as a leader, um, it improves the chances of your vision being translated more effectively. People can relate to you. People understand where you're coming from a bit better. And, you know, you then have the ability to to really use that rapport and to, and to promote the, the vision that you see for your people and, and the way forward that you want to go. I think not having this this disconnect, it, it can cause huge problems in a team in terms of like morale, cohesion, um, a, among probably a million other things. Sure, I think it's, it's, it, this is what there's a few in, in today's that 
a kind of a bit like looking at modern leadership versus old school leadership. And I think that, you know, old school leadership was, you know, if you were a leader, you kind of, um, you know, almost almost were on a bit of a pedestal. So you, you couldn't be kind of one of the one of the team and, and getting involved in the socials and the fun and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm generalising massively, but I think that is just completely outdated now. Actually, I think the more um, part of a team you can be, the better and more effective you're going to be at, at, at leading them because um, you know it comes back to people want to be around you and um, so I mean I think there's always going to be some boundaries you know clearly there is oftentimes in leadership positions particularly if you're talking you know CEOs and managing directors and those kind of things that there, there has to be some boundaries somewhere um, but that, that doesn't stop you getting really close uh, uh, forming those friendships and bonds with your team yeah and it's like you say there doesn't need to be unnecessary separation um you know and and what we've said if this is a mistake that you are currently making or feel like you are currently making there are some ways around it i mean obviously first and foremost try and be available more often um quite a lot of the time if you're not connecting with others it might be because you're just not available to them to for for that connection to happen um alternatively you could take time to get to know people as people you know i feel like in work maybe it can become quite easy to forget the fact that people are individuals we all have our own different interests and things like that and it's quite nice to to show intrigue in that and of course genuine interest and intrigue not um i'm getting to know you because i feel like i have to more i'm really interested in knowing kind of what what gets you out of bed in the morning and what motivates you during the day yeah for sure right number two not being authentic yeah and um, we've covered this uh, a fair amount um in past blogs podcasts and and other places um and and it's very much like you just said you know maybe uh, a leadership guide from i don't want to insult people here i'm going to play it safe and go 1930s um it it might have said to you before about being unflappable and and being a pillar of strength and not showing weakness and and things like that but i think right now in, in present day people see through that facade quite easy um so I think when it comes to your own energy levels and, and not making yourself completely drained during the day, it's so much easier to just be yourself, be authentic, show vulnerabilities where you need to show them and recognize that, you know, the ability to do that and to, to then effectively use them to, to learn is a strength. Um, and then in terms of your relationship with others, people can 100%, uh, 100% spot um, when you're being truly yourself and not this kind of, you know, generic cookie cutter leader. Yeah, it's a, it's a win-win this because if you're not being authentic, it's exhausting and you won't be as good at it. So it's good for you, um, but it's also good for your people because people follow people and uh, they don't need these these pillars of strength. If, you, if, you, if you've built a high-performing team, they don't need you to, to, to be something you're not. Um, they should, everyone should support, support you as, as, as well as each other. So. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember whether I did this on purpose, but it follows nicely from the first point in that if you're not authentic, it's very hard for people to connect with you and, you know, yeah, to, good point. to feel as, as strongly towards you as, as maybe they could because they don't feel like you're being transparent and maybe they feel like you're not giving them your true self. So how can they, yeah. how can they build that connection? Yeah, really good point. I, yeah, people will kind of subconsciously pick up that incongruity, mm. which... You're never going to have a strong bond with someone where you, you, you pick that up. That's a lovely word, by the way, as well. 
Thanks. That's a word that I have tried to say a couple of times and I never get it right first time. So I, I, <laughs> I don't say it in podcasts. So that's very, <laughs> that's very impressive. All right, rapid fire. Prioritise growth, number three. Hmm. Well, and again, if you're a leader and you're not prioritizing growth, it can have incredibly detrimental results. Obviously, in the in the short term, in terms of you might not be looking at blind spots amongst your team and areas of development and and therefore not optimizing the ability to, to really make your team a, a more well-rounded team and help them to adapt to certain certain uh, circumstances. But obviously, in the long term, that has huge problems. If your team are only ever going to reach potentially a certain level, unless they take it upon themselves to, to develop then, you know, how much potential are you missing out on? I mean, as a leader, really, you should be the poster person for personal growth amongst your team. And, you know, it, you can have a huge impact on lives by promoting personal growth and, and really encouraging people to try to take new steps in their, in their development and in their career. Of course, and, and we're biased, but, you know, everyone, all the, any influencer out there in a business context talks about growth, learning. It's the fuel to all this. It's... That's kind of the lifeblood of, of careers and success. And, and again, it's twofold. This is about making sure you're prioritizing your personal growth, setting an example, which I think we'll come back to later. And mm. as well as uh, on the people that you're leading, making sure that, that they can also prioritize time for their growth. So yeah, we've got a, a great new client, actually. And we just started a leadership program. And it was fascinating. Their, their CEO came in to launch the program. And, you know, this is a, massive company 100,000 people around the world and yet the CEO managed to take the time to come and on a really authentic personal level launch this program and tell everybody that this was the most important thing that they had to do and that even client commitments should take a back seat to this because it's very rare that you could say to a client I'm on a leadership program and they wouldn't say okay let's find another opportunity to do it so yeah and that's a that's a great precedent to set isn't it really up front showing that this is a priority um, because again, all the as a result of doing that leadership program, there's so many exciting possibilities, both personally and and for the team that can come from that. Yeah, um, uh, di- digression, but this guy was fascinating because you know I won't name names or anything, but he, he came from a small town in a small South American country, uh, Uruguay, I think it was, and he was talking. He, he was saying how learning and growth is how he is now the CEO of this global business but he clearly hasn't changed he came across really authentically so um getting some of these points across right number four um so the mistake is being constantly available right uh the mistake is being constantly available yeah okay (laughs) um i mean i would i've of course, that could be a mistake because if you are constantly available, maybe you should be <laughs> not available at every minute of the day and you probably will have other priorities elsewhere. Um, but being constantly unavailable um, does make it incredibly difficult for teams in terms of, again, the things we've mentioned, connection and, and obviously realising a, a vision. Um, but also as well, this is a challenging one in terms of the, the way that we work now, especially if you're working virtually, um, because... Obviously, it's not quite as easy as walking into a room and seeing that someone isn't busy and talking to them. There, there is a, a kind of, obviously, you can check calendars. Some of it's guesswork. You just have to try and reach out and see if now's the right time. But I think as a leader, if you are 
transparent enough with your calendar you share your availability with the team and and maybe you're even proactive in your outreaches to team members for catch-ups and discussions on things um that that definitely would correct this mistake of maybe people not knowing when they can get hold of you and and desperately needing you when they can't yeah making sure it's you you're open to those informal chats and uh, you know, so often your diary can end up being back-to-back meetings all the time. And so often, you know, it's a five-minute chat you need. So I guess this is the modern equivalent of, you know, when people, you always used to say, oh, my office door is always open. Um, making your calendar or in Outlook or, or Google Cal or whatever available is the equivalent of that today. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And And again, this can be one that, again, you can set the pace for in terms of if you are proactive in maybe even just scheduling calls with people to to talk through, could just be a, a basic catch up it could be if you have anything specific going on but if you're proactive then you'd kind of hope that maybe the team would follow suit and and do the same thing yeah um right halfway house not giving feedback yeah so um again you you could be leaving so much developmental potential on the table um because feedback as again, I think we've said a lot in the past, is a gift because it, it gives you personalized advice for growth. Without it, there's, uh, again, a lot of guesswork in terms of ha- spotting areas yourself and you need the self-awareness to then go, actually, do you know what? Maybe this wasn't right, this wasn't right. Whereas actually, if you have a culture where people are giving feedback and it's it's helpful feedback in terms of then taking it and acting on it, then as, as a team, that's a pretty sustainable way of uh, having growth amongst the individuals in that team. And I think reflect if you reflect on your own personal kind of leadership or just general behavioral styles, then you know some people giving feedback is very natural. People, people are, are much better at feedback, albeit sometimes on the developmental side, it's it's a little bit harder because you don't want to upset people's feelings. But do go back and listen to a previous feedback podcast on, on that to know it's not true. But, you know, <laughs> as 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 a leader, you can often find yourself getting very task focused, and in those situations, it's no, it's very easy to to think oh I don't know Alex has given me something it's not the standard I I wanted but it's quicker just to fix it myself and crack on than it is to go back and say can you make these changes and but then that's selfish because you're not going to develop from that experience and you're going to think it was perfect when when maybe there were areas it could have been improved so yeah and and again there's a lot of uh, there's capability here for a lot of small plugs (laughs) throughout this podcast um you know if feedback is not something that you're particularly accustomed to or or that you would want to become better at then maybe a feedback workshop could also be a a fantastic way of improving this mistake as with you know as we've said leadership programs and and stuff like that so uh yeah you'd be in safe hands definitely Uh, next up avoiding change pretty pretty self-explanatory i would suggest this one you're not gonna you're not you're not gonna stay a leader for very long if you if you are willing to adapt and change right exactly yeah and i mean do you know what if we've learned anything as human beings in the last two to three years i don't like harping on about it because obviously i think we hear about this a lot and we've all been for it but we're we're very good at adjusting and adapting and even though sometimes we might think we're not you know we go with change anyway you've got no choice and I think a lot of the time that there's something in our psyche that kind of persuades us that it's always a bad thing. Um, whereas actually, if you're a leader that can embrace change and, and help the people around them to do the same, that's, that's, you know, that could be a huge competitive advantage in, in whatever industry you're in. For sure. If you've got a team following you and you're the one saying, right, how can we do things differently? How can we improve? 
then that's that's infectious. Um, and, and actually later on, though, one of the things is about role modeling and making sure that you are role modeling. Um, uh, and change is a great one where if you're the one that is saying, right, how do we do things differently and do things better? Then all of a sudden that becomes part of your team's culture and way of doing. Mm. And, you, and, and that's, yes, you can do fancy programs and agile thinking and all this sort of stuff. But ultimately, change just requires someone to, to push for new ideas and then to, to make them happen. Yeah, and a, a way of promoting that, as we say, with these with these mistakes, there are obviously ways in which you can address. And, and one of those things is to open up the floor regularly um, for adjustments and new ways of working and changes to existing processes um, that could be helpful for the team. Um, so not always going, oh, this is just the way we do things and, and this is fine. Um, having the opportunities uh, maybe formalized in a diary to, to do that often and obviously personally to help yourself adapt i know this is something you've spoken about in the past tom and that's just doing different things and not sticking to the same routine and and just adding a little bit of spice into each day to to make things a bit different yeah maybe literally maybe that's your thing different when you're making your scrambled eggs in the morning <laughs> a little bit of spice in that who knows <laughs> if it would clear my nostrils i will add as much as i need <laughs> um next up uh, another classic not defining goals Again, I think this is twofold about personal goals as well as your your team goals um, as a leader. Such a powerful thing. I know at the start of the year, uh, I don't know if it was this year or last year, we did some some blogs on this. You know, I, I will always set personal goals, and that is, yeah, I, I always separate them into to personal goals and my professional goals. And then they sit kind of sit separately to then my kind of targets for the year. But, you know, albeit I have this kind of hierarchy of things to aim for. And, um, yeah, it focuses the mind. And, you know, more often than not, you can uh, you can achieve them. So, yeah, uh, quite motivating. Well, and, you know, we love a sporting metaphor on this podcast. And, um, yeah, it, that works on both the personal and team level. If you're a leader and, you know, yeah, let's just say if you're let's use a different sport. We'll go basketball. Right. You've got your team on the court. You're ready to go. Is a court, right? Basketball court. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then you take away the baskets. What are they aiming for? What's the goal? They're just there then. And you've given them instructions, but they've got nothing really. They don't know what they're aiming for. What they're shooting for. And even like for you as a leader on a personal level, what 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 goal is your team trying to achieve? And, and what are you trying to achieve with them? So you're right. If, you, if they've got nothing to aim for, they're going to lack direction and, and clarity. And that can be really demotivating because you kind of just think, well, hang on a minute. What, what am I here for? Strong metaphor, Alex. I like that one. Some of them are a bit ropey that you come out with, but that one was a strong one. <laughs> I mean, I could have I could have strengthened it with just greater knowledge of the sport. Um, but <laughs> hopefully, or I could have just picked one I know better. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, the next one was role modeling, which we, we've covered. I think uh, pretty self-expansion. You have to role model all the things. That, we don't live in a world where you can say, you know, do as I say, not as I do. You have to do as you do. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll move swiftly on over that one. And um, delegation, avoiding delegation being the mistake that we want to celebrate because avoiding delegation is such a powerful lesson to be learned because you should delegate. Yeah. Well, and, and what is your team made up of? It's made of individuals that have uniquenesses and a lot of different skills and, and strengths and even developmental areas. And, and you yourself, you have strengths and, and developmental areas, but why not utilize all those uniquenesses in your team um, to bring new perspectives, new skills, 
um, new energy to, to projects, which you might just be doing yourself and, and needlessly. Um, I also think as well, it's a, it's a great way to build trust, isn't it? If, you, if you've got a task and you're thinking to yourself, oh, well, I could just do this myself. Is that old saying, isn't there? If you want a job done well, do it yourself or something along those lines. I've definitely butchered it. Um, but it's definitely like here, you, you've got you've got people there that are obviously highly skilled. You trust them enough for them to be in your team. So show them that trust by, again, delegating tasks out, showing people, actually, I think your strengths really suit this. I'd really like you to have a go at it. Yeah, again, these are all interlinked, aren't they? Because, you know, it's a very um, authentic thing to, to delegate a lot of the time, you know. Um, if I can say, oh, I've got this, I don't know, this big spreadsheet that needs fixing or creating or whatever, and I can say, if I'm honest, I'm not very good at it and I find them very tedious. Like, I did this uh, and I was having a bit of a whinge, if I'm honest. And then one of my team was like, can I do it? I was like, well, why would you want to do it? So, I love spreadsheets. <laughs> like, I, I literally love spreadsheets please can you let me do it and and you know like, like that's, that's a, a great example where delegation it empowers someone in the team it gives them something they want to do it it makes they will do it better than i could have ever done it because mm. as soon as you get into like pivot tables and stuff i am completely lost i have no idea how to do that sort of stuff so um yeah so delegation very very powerful tool we need a lot of hyperlinks to this podcast Alex don't we because there is a lot of other podcasts and blogs linked to this I'll work away in the description and add all the relevant stuff and I think if you've got someone in your team that loves spreadsheets you really need to utilize that that is I feel like that's quite rare although that could just be my opinion no I don't know. I think you'll find there's quite a lot of people out there that love a spreadsheet. Okay. Well, look, this has opened my horizons. Maybe I just don't understand enough about spreadsheets to love them. I need to expose myself a little bit more to them. But I think, um, again, from another personal level as a leader, if you're not delegating, the burnout can be extreme as well. Another important thing to mention, I think, is also. For sure. For sure. Okay. Drum roll. Number 10. The final huge leadership i can't say it anymore huge leadership mistake and that is not resolving conflicts yeah and you know i I put in the blog i thought this was quite funny i don't know whether it's a a kind of thing that's used around conflicts often but if you sweep too much too many things under the carpet you'll get a lumpy rug and no one wants a lumpy rug do they so uh trip over you'll hurt yourself exactly and you know it's dangerous it's a dangerous foundation and ultimately you might think oh there's a conflict in my team you know naturally it will resolve itself however when you do that it could make it obviously a lot worse it could fester it could breed discomfort between individuals and teams it could even lead to a a divide some form of mutiny (laughs) but i mean the the level of stress that an an inner team conflict can build can be quite extreme and and job satisfaction is obviously incredibly important um and people also within a team will notice a leader who separates themselves and refuses to address a conflict and is kind of avoiding the problem and again for you as a leader that's that doesn't build the most confidence um from your team towards yourself um so in this in this scenario, as you said, a great leader in this instance will address a conflict impartially, listen to both sides, not point the finger decisively at one party, because, again, that often then isolates um, one or a couple of people in a team. And that really doesn't help the problem. Um, but it's best to address this with facts, 
And again, that, that beautiful thing we mentioned earlier, developmental feedback for both parties so that they could avoid the issue moving forward and to move forward in a healthy way. Yeah, another, another strong metaphor on the rugger here, Al. But um, yeah, like like you say, again, interdependent, all these things. So actually, if you you give, give, give good feedback as a leader, then your team is likely to see you role modeling that they will give good feedback. And then actually the number of conflicts are going to drastically drop off if, if they come up at all. Um, but if they do, that is feedback is still the way out of it. Make sure it's you know timely, hit, hit it while it's fresh. Don't let anything fester. Yeah. Um, and, and we will be all good and there'll be some great lessons learned. Well, and I think the other thing to remember is as well, is that as a leader, if you have a conflict that occurs, that doesn't mean that you've done a bad job already. I think a lot of people think that if conflict happens, that's on their watch and that's their problem. But I actually think conflicts are quite good in leadership because it's better to have a team that challenge each other. I mean, obviously in a healthy way and in a way that actually uh, can, you know, produce good results and not be detrimental to both the self-esteem, confidence and level of performance of each individual. It is inevitable. You will get conflict professionally and, and in your normal lives. It's, mm. it's, you know, it's a well... Um, you know, the common process of, of team development is forming, uh, storming, norming. Uh, so the storming, you know, you always get conflict as you all figure out how each other work and that kind of thing. And the quickest way to get through that storming phase and into norming and then and into performing um, is, is, is through the feedback and authenticity and pretty much all the other things you've talked about today. So. Yeah. And what's that saying about making diamonds or something? I don't know, you have to heat them up and squash I was, them. I was really hoping you'd back me up on that one. <laughs> it's something about heat and pressure and you can't make diamonds without it or something. If I've yeah. ruined that, let me know um, or correct me. Please feel free to correct me. Yeah, not, not, not the strongest saying to finish this pod on, but hey-ho, everyone out there knows what we're trying to say. We've yeah. just said it really badly. Well, the strongest way to end this pod on is to do a time check. Did we, did we do all of these points in the allotted period of time? I think we're on about 20 minutes. So I was, I was trying to push us through it quite quickly. So I think we've achieved it. <laughs> well, you've done an outstanding job. And I, for a horrible second, I thought you were going to say we've ran 20 minutes long. Because uh, it's very hard to grasp time when you're talking through these. And yeah, you do sometimes just look at the clock and go, oh, wow. Yeah, so I, th I think we did it out. So pat, pat on the back. A Friday, pat on the back. Lovely. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you to everyone listening. We, we appreciate it. We hope you enjoy our, our ramblings. I know we enjoyed doing them. Um, and if they add a little bit of something, a little sprinkle into your day, then uh, it's worthwhile. So thanks again. Uh, head over to the website, the social pages, all that sort of stuff if you want more content. And um, we're probably starting to, to wonder what topics we need to start putting out the hat for people. So if you have got any burning ideas and anything around kind of leadership development um, or a bit more broad than that, you know, we're not scared to, to move slightly off piece, then do let us know. Thank you very much. Cheers.